coming out of the ocean and like grabbing like a crab on on land. Oh my god, that, I'm throwing my phone at that point. I'm throwing my phone like through the window or like screaming or whatever. So <clears throat> their movements are too quick for anything to escape them. So in my head, it's like once you come across the octopus, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Like they are the the. They should stay at the bottom of the sea where no one can see them. Their intelligence is unnerving. They have no real reason to exist. Their existence is a threat to my anthropocentrism. <laughs> what the fuck? Which one am I right now? <laughs> okay, sorry. Existence is a threat to my anthropocentrism. I actually wrote that. They don't belong here. And the more I would like watch um, stuff, you know, spiritual stuff. They exist in another world. We can't go to theirs and they can't come to ours. Their ability to shapeshift into other creatures or make themselves small enough to fit through keyholes is mind-bending and speaks to a level of freedom I cannot... Wait. I cannot comprehend. That's a good one. Their ability to shapeshift into other creatures or make themselves small enough to fit through keyholes is mind-bending and speaks to a level of freedom I cannot comprehend. Bro. <clears throat> They're not shaped like anything else on this planet. They're older than humanity and thus more powerful. Therefore, I must be afraid. And I don't. Their existence reminds me how powerless we are as humans. And I fear it because, or we fear it because we do not know it. Girl, that list. So then I was looking at the list and I was like, wait a minute. <clears throat> how many of those things have I either been, has either been said to me, about me, or I have said to myself, or I believe about myself. Girl, when I went back through that list, I heard it. It was like I would hear people say from like my childhood or stuff, like say shit to me, you know, like abusive shit that like is on this list or like the way that people treat me made me feel like the things on this list. And I sat there and I was like, oh my God, Okay, so then I went back to the power list, right? Like the things that people say about them. And I'm like, okay, well, um, well let's well, look. How, how much of that is my adaptability, magic and mystery, shape-shifting. Well, God, we all watch me. Like highly developed vision, psychic. So now I'm sitting in my meditation room as I'm looking at this and I'm deep emotions, connection between mental and emotional faculties, protecting self using intelligence, slyness, or other means other than brute force. Like what? I was like, wait, octopus is a badass bitch, bro. <laughs> I was sitting on the meditation floor and I was like, wait a minute. <clears throat> Fuck all that fear now because the octopus is the best. So then I realized, okay, I love ancient aliens at this point, right? And I'm watching so much ancient aliens because at this point I think I was in grad school. Yeah, I was in the end of grad school and it was like my escape. Like I was doing therapy for, for, for college kids all day. And it was, that was mind bending. And so, so my escape was to just like chill out and watch, you know, like Dairy Girls, which by the way, fucking, I love fucking Dairy Girls. Yo, I got to go to Ireland one day. That's, I'm from there. I got to go. Dairy Girls and Asian Aliens, which sounds crazy as a mixture, but like when you go in, when you're in social work. Mm. So I remember loving every episode, but I would always skip this one episode. And it was called, they came from afar or somewhere but it was the only episode they had on octopus and how the octopus is really alien and i remember every time i would skip it <clears throat> having this like irk in my stomach like god damn there's so much information in i know there's fucking information in that episode that i need but i can't fucking watch it because i fucking cannot watch that with no octopus like that was me every single time every time i'm passing by the i think it was season eight or some shit i don't know 
But I had this, I would kick myself because I'm like, I'm obsessed now with like learning at this point how people understand the beginning of the world. Because I'm researching now at this point, I'm trying to figure out like, okay, against what I grew up believing about the angels and the, all the shit. So I'm like thirsting for knowledge at this point. And I'm just like, fuck, if I could just not be afraid of the fucking octopus, I could learn more. <laughs> and so as I hear myself saying that out loud now, that sounds brilliant, right? But at the time it was like, I, it took me like a long time, months and months and months and months. <clears throat> so finally, as I'm reading this list about how the octopus is this badass bitch, I was like, fuck, all right, I got to do something to get, a, to get over the fear. And so I just started doing a bunch of meditations and prayer and then eventually, um, what I did was I faced myself. It was like, you got to first face what, what uh, inside yourself, all those, everything on that list that you said about the octopus. If any of it has resonated with you, Randa, in your heart from somewhere else, then you got to look at that and heal from that. And that is what I, that is what the deep, deep work of shadow work is. Because what I ended up having to do was call on the octopus and become the octopus, <sighs> something I'm terrified of, I had to become. Ooh! And me, I have this imagination that's like so, so vivid. So like, if I'm sitting and feeling like I got an octopus in the room, child, octopus is in the room with me. Like I can, my whole hairs can stand up. I can make it be there in my own. Not that I see it, but like I can make my body experience it as if it's there. And so, um, that was what I would do in heal for healing meditation. Like, just like make, make it there make myself be it. Imagine myself in a tank with it, have to face it. And then if I, and then have to re- surrender to the spirit and be like spirit. Cause I, at that point, I, I don't think I had been having any dreams about them, but I did have, that's what I know. I did have a dream where I was with, um, a couple people and we were having fun on the ocean, but we were flying over it. Like we were hovering, like we were on these things that's how I know it was an astral dream we're on these like it's like jet skis but they could fly and so you're you're like as if you're fairies you're like flying in the air above the ocean and you like dip into it and then you come out of it and like like how you imagine fairies would play but there it's like we were I could see us people it was like we were on these like hoverboard jet ski things anyway I'm with these people and I'm having so much fun. And all of a sudden, my, I take a dip into the water and all of a sudden something comes, wraps its thing. It's, I could feel something clench on my arm and it just started dragging me away. And I'm trying hard to let them know. Like my arm comes up, I'm screaming, I'm, I can see them and I'm trying to scream at them and I can just feel this thing just pulling me further and further and I can, away into the ocean. And I had to surrender in that dream. And when I came out of that dream, I wrote that down. I told the people who were in it about it. But I, I always remembered that, that like there was something about that where there was a point in the dream where I, in my own mind said, oh, wow, they're not going to know that it was this thing that took me down. They're not because they couldn't see the thing that took me away. But like I could feel the thing that's taking me away. It's wrapped around my arm, but like they can't see it. And I remember that was like the last thought I had in the dream before I woke up was like, they'll never know. That's what it was. They'll never know what took me away. And I remember just that staying with me and staying with me and staying with me and having to surrender to like whatever that meant. I'm going to, I have to surrender to whatever the fuck that was. And child, I'm away from (laughs) the people in that dream. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm putting that together right now as we speak. God, I'm putting together a lot of shit on tape right now. Am I still recording? 
Okay, oh my God, we have 42 minutes. Lord, this is long. Um, this is way long, sorry. So anyway, surrendering. So I had to surrender to this fear. And knowing me and my dreams, I, I had to surrender every night knowing that like, if I go to sleep tonight and I see an octopus, I have to be okay with it. I can't then like not go to sleep the next night, not, not try to go to sleep the next night out of fear. So every day I just had to get up with this new reality with myself. They're like, okay, I'm not afraid of octopus. If I see one, I see it. And that's how it has to be. I don't get to run and scream anymore. I don't get to fucking run into walls. I don't get to make, uh, disrupt the world because I see an octopus. Um, that doesn't get to happen anymore. And so I started doing that. And as I started doing that, I became more empowered every day because then that meant that like the one thing in the world that I was terribly afraid of, I'm now wearing in my back pocket. So what the fuck does that make me? And what the fuck does that make anything else that I was ever afraid of? And that was a very slow process to come to realization of because it was like it, ha it started happening before I realized that it was happening. But like the moment I surrendered in meditation to, these, to this octopus and then I had the dream that the thing was that whatever it was and it did feel like it felt like an octopus's um, mouth actually, not even the tentacle, like the, the beak is what it felt like. It felt like a beak took my arm. And uh, I realized that it was me becoming the fucking octopus and I had to embody it in, in every aspect of my life if I was gonna become whole because in order to become whole you can't have phobia because fear is separate from god honestly like the absence of fear is love right <clears throat> and if i was moving toward love and i mean i had i was like i have to love because what i've come from i can't i can't i just i can't accept the world my world if i can't accept being alive in this world uh without love if I'm a, if I'm a be if I gotta fucking be here, it's there has to be love <laughs> because I've seen the opposite. And good God, I, if I gotta keep living, we just yeah. So I had to. The only way out of anything, out of a fear, is through it. And once I went through that fear, I remember telling this girl that I used to be friends with through a text <laughs> that I was no longer afraid of octopus, and her reaction was so. She was like, are you serious? Like what? It's like, I knew that she knew that that meant this bitch is different. Like you ain't talking to the same bitch no more. <laughs> like if Rand is no longer afraid of octopus, the pigs have picked up and flown, which they're, we'll just say that they have. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, like that's what it, that's her reaction was like, what? You know, and I was really proud of myself because I knew that any person now that I told that I'm not afraid of octopus, they're gonna know what that fucking means. Because that means that Randa is no longer the insane person that runs around or screams or where everybody has to change, shift in order, shift what they're do, how they're going to be because I'm afraid of something. Because that's what I had to grow up with. Everybody's shifting because of someone else's fear of something. And I was like, I'm not gonna be putting myself through that shit no more. And I'm not gonna put everybody else through that no more. Everybody else is gonna be responsible for their shit and I'm gonna be responsible for my shit. So I'm no longer gonna let my fear drive my life. I'm no longer gonna let my fear drive how people see me because that's insane. Like how I reacted to that boy, that man. I, if he ever hears this, I'm sorry that I reacted that way. That's a, that was crazy. And you should never react. No reaction, nothing is worth 
coming away from your peace or your calm. And that's what is a, that's a lifelong lesson that we'll all learn because when we all come out of the womb, the moment we come out of the womb, we are now separate from love. Well, not separate from love, but we're like, we're, we're human. And now like we hurt, like we're no longer with source. We don't, we like, we're, we're concrete now and, and it, and it's painful. Our existence is now painful. And that's what this whole world, this earth is about. It's about like coming into the world. And then by the time you die, how much of that you can shed off? How much of that first baby's cry of like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, I have to breathe. Oh my God, this hurts. Like, yeah. Like how much of that can we have shed off to be like, ah, on our deathbed? That's what I always strive for. Like, I want to be the old lady that looks back at her life and she's watching her own fucking movie. Bro, that's literally what I started doing. I was, I was like, look, I'm not about to be one of these old ladies that's up here just reminiscing about all the pain and just sitting in sour. And yes, you got your plastic all over the goddamn furniture and plastic cutting people because you can't just be over the fact that you never had money and just take the goddamn plastic off so we can all have some, some comfort now. Like, bro, like that. I was like, I'm never going to be one of them old ladies. <laughs> I'll be the old lady in her chase with her feathers and her fucking little men, you know, with her, with their palm leaves and feeding her grapes and shit. I'm going to be that bad bitch. So uh, my life needs to be a good movie that I can watch back (laughs) in that moment, (laughs) which means I got to get rid of all the fear. And then I get to look back at how I did it and have fun at the fact that like, oh shit, how, how many ways could I choose to get over a fear? And what's the most fun way that I would like to look back at it? That's time travel, by the way. It's also movie magic. One of the meditation messages I had uh, that I saw in my journal right before I left the place that I was in uh, deposit um, was I, I like had a clairvoyant message. There is movie magic running through my veins. Whoo! I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's true. Because we're all in a movie. Um, you just get to decide what yours looks like. And I'm deciding what mine looks like. (laughs) Which is the girl that no one ever thought could not be afraid of an octopus. And then that bitch became one and took over the fucking world. (laughs) No, actually, I didn't. But there's this last piece that I wanted to add. Um, So this thing about the life of so, so there was this reference that Spirit gave me and was like, make sure you bring this reference on before this thing is over. So The Life of Pi. Um, the Life of Pi is a movie that I fucking hated. I loved that movie, but I hated it so much. Oh, even when I talk about it, my, my throat starts to get thick because it was so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Such a beautiful movie. And in the ending, bro, when he at the end was like, basically, when somebody asked, like, was it real? The guy at the end, Pi, or whatever. When somebody asked Pi, when he's this very successful, telling his story and all this, was it real or whatever? And he says, well, you decide. Was it, the, was it this, where all of those animals were people? Or, and this was just a trauma thing, where this boy is going crazy because he can't deal with the fact that he's witnessing so much horror and experiencing so much horror and that he has to just, his mind breaks. Or did it all really happen? And was the tiger really there and all that shit? 
Yo, at the end of that, I cried. I was so fucking broke. It was like, no, 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 don't do that. No, we can't have that something about something inside me like start to unravel. And then everyone was like, The Life of Pi is such a great movie. Everybody had to watch it. And everyone was like, we gotta rewatch it. And I was like, I'm never rewatching that movie ever again. And to this day, I've never rewatched it. Because I vowed, I remember something in me vowed. It was like, that's not gonna be me. When I get to the fucking end, I'ma fucking have a piece of that tiger's tail with me. I will have a fucking piece of that tiger's tail with me. That is my life. And that's what I vowed. And I made sure, bitch, when you tell your story, there will be no question of whether or not that fucking tiger was there. Because you will have a piece of the tail with you. Yup. The absence of fear is love, but you have to go through all of the things that you're afraid of so that you can come out victorious on the other end. Share your story and maybe help other people do the same in their lives. But yeah, always make sure you keep a piece of the tail. <laughs> so there's no question of what the fuck you saw and what the fuck actually happened. Oh, all right, y'all. Happy Friday. This was a long one. Almost an hour. Thank you for listening. I love y'all. And uh, yeah, look at what you're afraid of, your biggest phobia, and then uh, face it and see what happens. All right. Bye.